last week on Lore Seekers. There is such a shift that's happening, and it's totally just like you said. Like, it's not slowing down. It just feels like it keeps getting more intense. And then you hear of prominent streamers coming over to ESO and, and talking about how good it is now, what the community looks for, and trades. Did you just burp? I'm holding it back. I did good. Just let it go, buddy. No, We're I can't. amongst friends. No, it's good. I'm good. We're in the trust tree with the nest. We're in the trust tree. We're in the cave. Never leaves the cave. Isn't this, like, not the most perfect quality of life edition for a Elder Scrolls game? Because it's all about the lore. Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Lore Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. Ooh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Shaking the mud off my boots today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Been a busy week. Yeah, man. It's a wet one out there. I got mud all over my boots. It is. How's, how's it? How you been? How you, it's I'm been, good. It's been a good week, man. Been busy. It's been a great week. Yeah. I have I have put in record amounts of ESO this week. Mm-hmm. Well, I was I was on a mission. Mm, yeah. You, I think you you nailed it. Nailed. I did. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my dirty Templar is now CP level. Thank you very much. And man, does he pack a punch. Does he? Yeah, I just I like have a beginner trial set right now. Actually, I've been farming War Maidens up mm-hmm. in um, Vardenfell. Yeah. And um, he's he's just rocking just a little, you know, baby set right now. And he is melting things and super solo-y. <gasps> Dude. That's cool. Yeah. I can solo him. So, do you want me to tell the story about how you abandoned your dirty Templar? Or did you want to tell that story? No, you can tell it because it's your fault. Oh. So, um, Jibs has fear commitment, for one. <laughs> That's pretty freaking clear from uh, all of our yeah. um, podcasts from before. Mm-hmm. He has fear commitment. Clear. Clearly. And he got his dirty Templar. When I say dirty Templar by now, you should know. I'm talking about a uh, Magicka DPS Templar. He's mm-hmm. dirty. Um, Jibs has abandoned his dirty Templar at level 30, all because of about a 20 second conversation we had about, hmm, magic at DK seemed pretty cool. And he looks at me today. He goes, oh. and I go, I know exactly what just happened in your mind. <laughs> he goes, you do not. I said, you're going to roll. You're going to roll a freaking DK. Yeah. And he goes, I'm literally logging out of my Templar right now to make a DK. <laughs> And I was like, F you, dude. Yeah. You freaking well, left me in the trenches jumping on grenades. Well, it was one of those things. Like, you already hit 50. You hit 50, and I, I'm, I was at 30, 31. And um, there was some things, like, I've been thinking a lot about elsewhere and, like, what's coming, you know, in the future. And so I know for a fact, I can tell you right now, I feel like I'm in a weird state of limbo. Like, I'm in between, you know, it's like whenever we had that weird or we have that week off when we go from one volume to the next you know it's just like you know like kind of that weird feeling that's how i feel about my gameplay right now because i'm waiting for the necromancer that's going to be my baby and so so i'm thinking okay 
what are some things I have to do that I want to do before Elsewhere releases? And I'm going down the list like, okay, I need to complete the Mage's Guild. I need to get um, Sigic Order uh, abilities up to level t- um, rank 10. I've never done that, never been able to do that yet. And um, and then one other thing on my docket was I really want a Dragonite. I've always wanted one um, for whatever reason. And uh, like I just, I, there was nothing wrong with the Templars. It was fun. But I'm like, I have to do this Dragonite because if I don't do it now, I don't know when I will. <laughs> no, dude, I, I get it. I get it. And I jest when I give you a hard time and poke at you about it because you're right in the same spot that, that I'm in. I love almost every single character that I roll. I, I love for a minute. And then I'm like, I'm kind of on to the next thing because I'm still yeah. looking for that true love. So next week I might be rolling a Magic DK. I don't know. But the Templar kind of has everything that I like. And I'm seeing some questions in chat about how Templar is going to perform in the next patch. And that is specifically why I went Breton because a Breton, anything Magicka is going to be stupid with sustain. Mm -hmm. And that's why I went that route. I've never rolled a Breton before and I'm already liking his sustain and it's going to get even better in about a week. Right. So um, I really like the, I'm not going to say he's tanky, but he he's definitely a little beefier than some of the other classes that I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just... I, I, dude, I put Breath of Life, and I put points into it, mm-hmm. and it sits on my bar when I solo. And I'm damn near unsinkable with that thing on. And all of my other... You know, Adric Spear and, and all of the other lines that I have. And I'm running dual lightning staves. Um, but man, I... I can't take him. He can't be taken down. It's like, it takes a lot. I got to run out of Magicka for me to die. And right. even then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll throw a potion on. Right. So, um, I just, right now I'm, I'm digging him even in PVP. I mean, he's super tanky and he is making an impact in PVP. And I think I talked about it on the last, one of the last streams we had when I start like, you know, sometimes we'll get put in there with pre-maids and pre-maids, a lot of times will just roll me. So I'll stand in the back and just heavy attack and freaking heal my team. And it makes a giant difference. So having that versatility and that utility in, in a character that I'm going to main, mm-hmm. I'll take it all day. Right. So I'm digging them. That's really cool. Um, yep. And typically like whenever we do things, I've discovered and I was telling the stream, I forget what it was maybe last week or something in like a gameplay stream that when it comes to, getting the most out of her characters, a lot of times I find it's beneficial whenever we're doing the same thing. You know, like our Bobo, we were able to figure out things and kind of maximize damage a little bit better there. Um, Templars, you know, and I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah. I had. Besides, I, had, I wrote a really cool story for him. So Of course you did. I got to go with it. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> oh, well, it wouldn't be a show without the barmaid. What can I get you, boys? Oh, sweetheart. My love. Give me mead. All the mead. I'll take a barrel. Can I get a cask? Ooh. I know what I'm getting. What What are you getting? Red water skooma. What's that? You're going to find out in a minute. Oh, okay. You can't have any of mine. Okay. Yep, Ooh. I'm going to be climbing off the ceilings like a freaking spider monkey in about <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> Damn freaking <laughs> fantastic. Coming right up. All right, well... 
let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. <laughs> like I'm a carnival, like I'm a carny. Uh, welcome back to the show. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast, where we talk Elder Scrolls Online. This is Volume 3, Episode 14, and we're your hosts. I'm Jibs, and I'm joined by Cash. Lots of good things coming down the pipe this week. As a matter of fact, on Twitter, we just got some recent news that a bunch of our friends and other content creators are headed to Bethesda. Yeah, awesome. Congrats, guys. You're going to have fun. Yeah, they're going to have a great time. Oh, yeah, for sure. You guys are going to have a good time. That's good stuff. Those are good people there. You're going to be right at home. Yeah, so they're going to be playing. um, They're actually going to get to play test the Necromancer class and some of the stuff from elsewhere. Um, So look forward to that if you guys are on twitter i'm sure we're going to be getting a play-by-play and i would imagine there's probably going to be an elder scrolls live at mm-hmm. some point mm-hmm. it's in two weeks so look for that uh, i can't see them missing that opportunity for uh, elder scrolls live and showcasing some of the people that are going to be down there so um, if you watch twitch at all if you pay attention to twitter a lot of those personalities will be down there i love it I love it. It's it's always fun. It was fun, you know, when we went to San Fran. They're going to have a good time there. I dig it. Sweet. Well, everybody, if you missed last week's episode, we talked all kinds of things. Free crowns, maintenance periods, update 21, and cash. We brought back ESO 101 for a a rare appearance for making gold. That was pretty fun. It was fun, and we actually saw a lot of people... (laughs) doing some different things and saying that that, that the uh, ESO 101 sparked their interest in making some more gold before elsewhere drops that's awesome yep job is done uh well this week on the show we got a lot to talk about uh so one we review the upcoming elder scrolls official cookbook which i just realized i don't have with me cash i hope you have yours uh wrap up from the latest eso live and quite possibly the most unique lore lesson we've ever done cash yeah this week yeah lore lesson on Uncle Shao. Uncle Shao. Shows up. And we also are going to bring up one of our theories. We'll talk about it when oh, we get our Oh, we are. Lesson. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fantastic. Well, let's get into some news. Let me grab my stuff. Ooh. Okay. All right. So, uh, before we do anything, next week is a very special episode. Um... In more ways than one, it's a very special time for us at Lore Seekers, for Cash and I. It means a lot to us. Next week starts the one-year celebration of Lore Seekers. Man, a freaking year, <sighs> bro. A year. A year old. I know. It seems just like yesterday we were freaking having the conversation like, man, do you want to do something for this game? Do we want to do a show? Yep. <laughs> you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah here we are a year it's coming up on a year later um we've got a special uh anniversary live stream it's happening early in the week this is this is uh just the way it fell this week so it's going to be if you're listening on friday this friday it's coming up on tuesday the 26th of february okay that'll be our episode for the week it'll be the live recording and then the episode will drop the following friday it starts at the, the anniversary live stream Starts at 8 p.m. EST, okay, at twitch.tv slash Podcast. Now, here's what we're asking. I want to see 200 people here. I know that's crazy, but I want to see if we can't do it. 
So I'm asking all of our listeners, if you've ever liked the show, if you've ever left a review, we would love to see you here. Mostly because I want to meet you. I want to greet you. We want to talk. We want to have a good time. But it's a very, very special event, very special to Cash and I. So next week, the anniversary live stream episode will take place on 226. That's Tuesday at 8 p.m. EST. Twitch.tv slash Lord Seekers Podcast. It's early because my work schedule is wacky next week. So there's that. Oh, yeah, that, that's totally your fault. But <laughs> you know, I'm really looking forward to it, man. Again, a freaking year. A year. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. It doesn't because we're having fun. It's true. And I'm still incredibly proud of myself that I have not strayed to other games. <laughs> the only game I've strayed to in the last year is Skyrim. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. But I will say this. Mm. In about a month, I'm probably going to stray to another game for um, during my off time. Really? Yeah. What game's that? That game's called Elder Scrolls Legends. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. That's coming out. It's coming out. What do you I'm mean it's coming squeeze. out? It's already it's supposed, out. It's post Elder Scrolls Legends? The card game? Oh, Blades. I'm talking about Blades. Sorry. Oh, it, it drops in a month? Yeah, buddy. The end of March. Yeah, so what? sorry about that. I'm talking about Elder Scrolls Blades on <gasps> mobile. It's supposed to drop at the end of March. And I totally forgot about it until I was flipping around on my phone and I was like, <gasps> Oh, no. I had no idea. Cat, uh, chat says you are um, going to be playing Fortnite. Uh, no, I don't play Fortnite. But I've heard that people are starting to play um, that Apex Legends a lot. Uh, yeah. And I asked my daughter about it. And I go, hey, I go, this is going to be like the next big thing. Watch. And she's like, no, it's not, Dad. All my friends are still playing Fork Knife. And then <laughs> she came home from knife? school that day. And she goes, guess what all my friends are starting to play. And I go, hmm, is it Apex Legends? She goes, yeah, you were right. I'm like, That's probably because your papa mm. has never grown up. Mm-hmm. And I pay attention to gaming. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're such a dork. Mm. You are I a dork. I am. She's right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, anniversary live stream event. If you can't make it, that's fine. You get to enjoy the anniversary episode on Friday per usual. So there's that. But anyway, I know that we've... So, Cash, you started the From the Hearth YouTube series. From the Hearth. From the Hearth. Thank you. Um, wait, 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 wait. we got to tell the people. Hmm. Jibs and I have had a back and forth thing for several years over hearth and hearth. I say hearth. He says hearth. Mm-hmm. I am right. Mm. He is wrong. Okay, wife. You can continue. <laughs> so anyway, I, I got to grab the book. Tell him about the, 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 uh, the uh, From the Hearth, hearth series. <laughs> I'm going to grab that book. <laughs> <laughs> so this book. I'm sure you guys, hopefully you guys have seen the videos uh, before on YouTube. We have a new mini series that we're doing called from the hearth. And what we're doing is things basically in in the kitchen. This book is really what prompted it. Uh, Jibs and I were lucky enough to get um, some review copies of the official elder schools cookbook. uh, And it's unbelievable. It's already on Amazon. It's not available yet, I don't think, until the end of the month or maybe mid-March. 
but I am constantly going back to this book, looking at things because I'm super, super impressed at just how well it's been put together. And I say it from a unique perspective because there was a time that I was writing my own cookbook. I love to cook that never really uh, came to fruition, but there is a ton of work that goes into that and watching how this book is put together is absolutely incredible. So Agreed. Uh, we're starting to cook things from this book on our new series and you can catch it on YouTube. It's called From the Hearth and it's um, at Lore uh, Seekers Podcast on YouTube. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I am out of breath after that, so good job on the details. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, did you walk 10 feet? No, I I ran all the way upstairs in my living room. Oh, um, all right, so sorry about that, folks. Anyway. So yeah, the Elder Scrolls official cookbook. Those of you here on stream, I'm gonna model this like it's Vanna, like I'm Vanna White. All right, I'll touch the corner. You look a little different than Vanna. Okay, thank you. Anyway, okay. Uh, so Elder Scrolls official cookbook. We were sent. Um, Cash and I both were sent uh, review copies. The publishing company approached us and was like, "Hey, would you guys be interested in this?" And we're like, "Hey, uh, yeah, 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 bro, sign us up." So anyway. Uh, we got a couple copies in the mail, um, and they included some various uh, cool things, uh, journals and whatnot. But the cool thing about this book, and i got to be careful what I can talk about, but um, it's awesome in every sense of, of the, the word. I know on the YouTube video series, um, Cash, you were uh, commenting about how they incorporated the races of Tamriel into this cookbook. Yes. And so they, they, they like, did. full-on talk races and... Yeah, there's a lot of, of um, like backstory that pulls from the games, and there's a lot of stuff that talks about the what the races do mm-hmm. and how they cook, right? How they prepare food. Yep. It's amazing. So I'm very, very much impressed with the book. Agreed, hundred percent. I can tell you right now, there is some really cool things in here. The pictures are full on HD. We made the sweet rolls. Cashy made them. I made them, and I can tell you right now. It's everything you heard about in Elder Scrolls. And I'm not just saying this because we got these copies, but holy crap, the sweet rolls taste amazing. <laughs> right, <laughs> they, they melt do. in your mouth. It's so good. It's and so I made good. the uh, sunrise souffle. It's a Breton dish. Oh yeah. The other day, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. My family enjoyed it. So. Oh, they did. That's awesome. Yep. So, so anyway, check this out. Uh, the Elder Scrolls official cookbook. It's getting ready to come out. Um, it's by Chelsea Monroe uh, Castle. Castle. But uh, anyway. Very, very, very good, and fully recommend it. It's awesome. So, now on to the nitty-gritty. Are you ready? Always ready. Always and forever. Okay. All right, so there was an ESO Live this past week, and there wasn't a whole lot to come out of this, but we definitely wanted to cover it because one thing in particular came out of it that we want to talk about. Um, So, ESO Live wrap-up. Well, they showed off a few things. Okay, one of those being the new battleground that they're calling Eld Angvar. Now, you've probably, if you didn't catch ESO Live, but you caught the Elsewhere um, reveal live stream uh, last month, I believe there was an image of this showcased. And I don't know the right way to describe this, except that it looks like there's a bunch of platforms. And it looks like it's in this like mis- mysterious slash ethereal world. Um, lots of like neon, um, not neon, but like um, like teal colors. You know, almost like undead kind of necroy colors. But uh, anyway, so to showcase this a little bit, 
we know this. This is what we know from the live stream. Instead of fighting, you know, like when you spawn in in a battleground, you start from the outside and you go inward to the middle of the map, or you know, eventually you work your way through to the middle of the map. Well, this you fart, you you fart. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Pump the brakes, guy. You're supposed to take care of that before the show. <laughs> you fight from the inside out. Okay, we know this. That uh, it's a little bit of a faster pace, pacing as far as the way the map plays, and uh, you can make heavy use of teleports. Yeah, chat's loving that. That's fantastic. So anyway, heavy use of teleports, get around the map. It's a good time. So anyway, Eld Angvar, it looks awesome. Can't wait to freaking play it. It's gonna be good. Gonna yeah, be it was similar. actually pretty funny watching um, Elder Scrolls Online uh, content creators. Yeah. And personalities in the community yeah. fight the devs. It, it is very clear in both trials and PvP, the developers of our game are playing our game a lot. Oh yeah, and sure. they have some serious freaking skill. It's it's pretty funny. I like. Agreed. 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 So possibly the biggest thing to come out of this is the Rastone release date. For those of you maybe you missed it. However, you could have missed it. On PC and Mac, Wrathstone releases February 25th. Console, March 12th. So, yeah. This thing's getting ready to start. The whole season, the whole year-long event, it's getting ready to start February 25th. And that's soon. It's real yeah, that's soon. faster than we think. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also, I don't know if anyone knew this, or maybe, maybe you, you did, maybe you've been participating, but during the whole month of February, if you give 1,000 crowns worth of gifts to somebody... Or to various people. As long as it equals up to a thousand on your account, you get a new pig pet. If you're into collecting. Well, there you go. There's a fat little pig. If you like bacon. You love bacon. And That's right. we know you do. There has been a lot of gifting going around the lore secret community. A lot of gifting. Mm. Well, to wrap this part up, Pax East. ESO's going to be there. But they're going to be off-site. we got Bethesda Gameplay Days coming up, and elsewhere will be available to play. What? Mm-hmm. Play that next I, I wonder if that means that they're going to be, they're probably going to be in a hotel somewhere. Um, I imagine. Something like that. Yeah, kind of similar to last year. I wonder why they're not on the floor. That's curious. Um, I believe it was for the point of, so there's no barrier to entry. Um, so that anybody can come join them. You don't have to have a ticket. Just come. Which that is cool. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Hey, everybody. Jibs here from the show. I just want to pop in here real quick and tell you about our sponsor, Audible. I'm Sheogorath, Prince of oh, Madness. God. I never invited you here. Well, that's your problem now. Okay. Uh, apparently, we are here to tell you about our sponsor, Audible. Uh, if you want to get a free audiobook on us, you go to audibletrial.com forward slash loreseekers. Sign up for the free 30-day free trial. You can keep your service going, cancel it. Either way, you keep your free book on the show. You it's audibletrial.com forward slash loreseekers. Who is Anne-Marie? Oh, madness. So... We're going to talk Shigorath today. 
But oh. I'm not going to do it in that voice for the entire say. time. Okay. He was going to say, you're Irish now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Uncle Shio has a very distinct way of talking. Mm-hmm. He talks in riddles. He does. And he likes to F with mortals. <laughs> so uh, what we're going to talk a little bit about, we're going to start by talking about Jigalag. What? And you're like, what? Excuse me, what? Yeah. Thank God I was pronouncing that name and you were not. You so are anyway, a <laughs> Jigalag and the Grey March, before we get into Sheo, because it is very, very pertinent. Long before recorded time, the Daedric Prince of Order, Jigalag, was becoming all-powerful. He was becoming very, very influential across all realms and dimensions. And the other Daedric Princes did not like it. They began to grow very, very fearful about Jigalag's immense power. And collectively, they got together and cursed him to become the embodiment of chaos and madness. The two things that Jigalag hated most. This is where Shiagorath was rumored to have been born on this day that Jigalag was cursed. Oh. Which is why people say that Shiagorath is both Jigalag and Shiagorath. It gets very interesting. Okay. Shiagorath transformed Jigalag's domain into the Shivering Isles. Remember, all Daedric princes have their own dimension. In Elder Scrolls Online, we play in Molag Ball's dimension Mm -hmm. of Cold Harbor. Right. So, Sheagorath's is called the Shivering Isles. Now, if you've played other Elder Scrolls games, there is DLC. I believe it's Oblivion. There is DLC on the Shivering Isles. And we're going to talk a little bit about how you play through that part because it's very interesting and no i have never played through shivering isles but after doing this lore lesson i now want to so i pulled out my elder scrolls anthology <laughs> i'm like ooh, i might be playing through this. <laughs> that's funny okay so once shiagorath transformed jigalag's domain into the shivering isles this is a realm depicting his madness once this is very important once during every era Shiagorath becomes Jigalag once more and is cursed to destroy, reclaim, and rebuild his realm in the event known as the Grey March. So the Grey March, which happens once every, uh, once every, what did I say, era, happens once every era. The Grey March is marked by the appearance of large crystalline obelisks that emerge from the ground, and this is all in the Shivering Isles, and they produce and power Jigalag's minions, the knights of priests, the knights and priests of order. So the order is coming to wipe out the madness, so that Shiagorath once again has to build his realm. You guys follow me? I'm trying to make this not as confusing as freaking Dragon Breaks. Did I already lose you? I already lost you. No, I'm good. I'm good. I just realized my mic was muted. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's good. We're good. (laughs) Sorry, rookie mistake. First fun fact. As part of the Grey March, Sheagorath summons a mortal champion to the Shivering Isles to fight back against the forces of order. This is where the DLC for Elder Scrolls Oblivion comes in. 
It's called the Shivering Isles, and the player plays as Sheagorath's champion to assist him in saving his realm from the devastating Grey March led by the dreaded forces of order. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Perfect, because I'm moving on anyway. Okay, great. Okay. So after Sheagorath is transformed back into Jigalag, he and his minions destroy the Shivering Isles. This prompts his transformation back into Sheagorath, where he's left to rebuild his realm once again. So all of this, Jigalag is turned into Sheagorath because he's pissed off the other Daedric princes because he's getting too powerful, and they constantly turn him into this recycling form of madness and order over and over again forever. So there's no reason to understand or to not understand why Shia Gorath is batshit crazy. <laughs> it, it, it totally makes sense. Once yeah. I read through this, I was like, now that makes sense. So let's go through this. As we know it, as he lives and breathes, as he lives and breathes, who is Shia Gorath? He is the Daedric Prince of Madness. He is also known as the fourth corner of the House of Troubles. Don't worry, we will talk about that one. He's the Lord of the Never There. He's the Mad Lord, the Mad Star, and the Mad One. And my favorite, the Mad God. Mm-hmm. Sheagorath is the Sovereign of the Shivering Isles. That is his domain. That's his realm. Sheagorath typically shows up on Nurn in, on Nurn in the force of a harmless, very eccentric old man. Very well-dressed, seemingly harmless, and carrying a cane. But he will screw your world up. <laughs> and he yep. loves doing so. He has many, many followers, and many, even in ancient times, worship him with his followers, followers most prevalent in Morrowind, and this was very interesting, and elsewhere. So I didn't do this lore... I did this lore lesson as... It was presented to us as, hey, why don't you guys do Shiagorath? I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Um, so now we're doing Shiagorath. But I had no idea that most of his followers are more most prevalent in elsewhere. I like these. So I hope we get to encounter him again in elsewhere. I feel like you will. And in the worst case scenario, it's probably some like some cave or you know, just some like off the beaten path place where you just see a bunch of worshippers. There's definitely going to be a nod. There has to be a nod somewhere in there. Yeah. Well, and especially because, um, and we're going to talk about it a little bit uh, his shrines. His shrine. His shrines. Most of them were taken down. The shrines of worship. We'll talk about why. But many of them survived and are still in use. So hopefully we get to see some of those in um, elsewhere. Hmm. So Shia Grath was said to have originated as one of four Daedric princes first mentioned in history. So he's a very old Daedric prince. He has been described as the Sithis shaped hole of the world. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was significant. I had to read that two or three times and it didn't look like there was a typo. He is the Sithis shaped hole of the world. Fantastic. So uh, he's, he was brought about when the divine spark of Lorcan was removed. Now this is hearsay. Um, this is, has not been confirmed, but then again, how has any of this stuff been confirmed? True. It's not. Yeah. So you may recall that Lorcan is the missing God or the creator trickster deity 
present in Tamrielic mythic tradition. And we've, I mean, we've talked a ton about Lord Canada's heart. And I was flung across the sea and a drop fell and it landed on a thing and all that stuff. So hmm. I love it. There's some wacky ass lore in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's insane. All right. Fun fact. Tamrielic superstition warns travelers to avoid thunderstorms as they belong to Sheagorath. It is also said that mortals are driven mad by merely speaking with the mad god as he offers advice and information that is beyond the human mortal's capacity to know or process. To be affected by Sheagorath's influence is known as being Sheagorath kissed, which basically means if you're batshit crazy in Tamriel, you're known as being Sheagorath kissed. Whether or not you were, that's just what you're known as. Okay, the Shivering Isles and its capital, known as New Sheoth, were both founded by Sheagor. Hmm. Here's another fun fact. The book, The Sixteen Accords of Madness, tells stories of Sheagorath's encounters and victories over other Daedric princes. He loves to trick them. He loves to trick everybody. One such story recounts Uncle Sheo's victory over her scene in a duel of champion beasts, where her scene, her scene's beast, his beast champion itself, ran itself to death, chasing Sheagorath's champion. I vaguely remember this. I don't know if it was a quest line or I read it, but I remember this from something. Another tale tells of Sheagorath overtaking the soul of an orc who had murdered one of his followers. Malakath himself was tricked into killing the orc, which turned out to be Malakath's own son. Oh. Yeah, that's a problem. Oh, mistakes no wonder were people, made. Yeah, no wonder people hate Sheo. Mm-hmm. The common theme with Sheagorath is that he tricks his opponents into defeating themselves. All right, let's talk some history of Sheagorath. Once revered by the Chimer and Morrowind in ancient ancestral worship, the tribunal, which you remember, mm-hmm. that took power in Morrowind, uh, the trio of Sothasil, Amalexia, and Vivek, uh, Shergorath did not like the tribunal at all because they were threatening his power in the region. So he rebelled against the tribunal, the foursome of Shergorath, Mehrunes Dagon, Malakath and Molagbal, a bunch of real freaking winners. All four of them became known as the Four Corners of the House of Troubles, which is where that nickname came from for him. So because of Uncle Sheo's rebellion in the tribunal, worship of the Mad God became punishable by death in Morrowind, as per Vivek. So because of this, most shrines to Sheagorath were abandoned. Nobody wanted be killed because of who they were worshiping right though many still remain today and a lot of them were resurrected after after something in history happens and we'll talk about it shea gorath seemingly angered by the tribunal stance on his worship again rebelled against them it is written i love this part it is written that shea gorath tricked the moon bardow into hurling itself at the city of vivek by convincing the moon that Vivek City was built in mockery of the heavens. 
So as much as as much as I kind of bag on Vivek a little bit because he's you know he's like super flamboyant and he's yeah. a little over the top. Yeah. Vivek subsequently froze Bardow during its descent with one mere gesture. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's pretty uh... badass. He's just like, no meteor or yeah, no Earth or Moon. You're not falling into my city. But this is my city. Damn. Later on, but a little bit of a problem <laughs> as we progress. Vivek, in an attempt to protect his own followers from madness, made an agreement with Sheagorath. For this reason, the Dunmer must occasionally renew the agreement by performing a pilgrimage to the four corners. Many Dunmer believe that Sheagorath is merely testing them for psychological weakness, which is <laughs> probably true. Oh, I love this. So as you know, later, like much later on down the line, Bardow hits the city of Vivek and destroys everything. And Vivek's like, damn. Picked the wrong day to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> so anyway, that uh, happens. It sucks, but poor guy. Yeah. So let's talk about Shiagorath's artifacts. He's got some pretty cool ones, and you definitely will see some of these in Elder Scrolls Online if you've played through the, um, the Mages Guild you will see some of this stuff. It's a really neat quest line. If you haven't done it, do it. Okay. The Wabajack. Everybody's heard of the Wabajack. Daedric artifact created by Sheagorath. It appears to be a simple Daedric staff engraved with angry, gaping faces at the top. The artifact is known to be unpredictable and wide-ranging in its powers, including having the ability to damage, to heal, to instantly kill or to turn an enemy to stone. The most renowned power of the Wabajack is its ability to transform a target into a completely random creature. Even a massively fearsome opponent could be transformed into the meek, docile little tiny bunny rabbit with the Wabajack, and vice versa. What? It can take a tiny little creature and turn into a massively fearsome opponent. So... Wasn't this artifact in one of the RPGs, either Oblivion? I think it was in Oblivion. I believe it was. That I was believe it some was. fun stuff. Yeah, maybe Chat can help us with the exa yeah. exactly the game, but yeah, pretty awesome. So, okay. The next one. I like this one a lot. And you definitely do see this one also in Elder Scrolls Online. The Fork of Horripilation. <laughs> It's a cursed artifact was also created by Shiragorath, and he affectionately refers to it as Forky. Quote unquote. It appears to be a mundane iron fork. However, it harbors a powerful imbuement which excites and energizes the magicka around it. Shiagorath likes to force mortals to use it as a weapon. And yes, this is also in the facts. The fork smells lightly of roast beef. Oh, that's not a bad thing. I mean, I like roast no, beef. I can say, dude, don't disparage it. Roast beef is amazing. No, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Okay. Uh, okay, the next one. Gamble putty. I don't know much about this one. This is a glove that can render its render. What? This is a glove that can render its werewolf. <laughs> Elmer Fudd's lore lesson. Gamble putty is a glove that can render its wearer both stronger and weaker. 
Okay, anyway, moving on. All right. The Staff of Shiagorath. This one's pretty cool. Staff of Shiagorath is a powerful Daedric artifact and also the main symbol of the Mad God. It contains the power of the Shivering Isles and is needed to assume the title of Mad God and sit atop the throne of madness. Pretty much nobody else can do that except for Shale. Okay, yeah. The, st- <clears throat> the staff appears as a simple walking stick with an eyeball affixed to the top. During the Grey March, however, remember the Grey March is when Shagorath transforms back into Jigalag, the staff's power wanes and it becomes as useless as a twig, marking the beginning of Shagorath's transformation into Jigalag once every era. Hmm. Okay. The Folium Discognitum. This is a Daedric artifact created by Shagorath as well and is a tome of knowledge filled with insights compiled from the ramblings of madmen. I love this part. The pages have nearly incomprehensible writing that actually moves to avoid your gaze when you're trying to read them. <laughs> like, oh. That to me sounds like medical books I read in paramedic school because mm. they did the same crap. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently, the power obtained from reading these insights is the equivalent of absorbing at least six sky shards. Holy crap. I want to know where it is because I want to give it a shot. Good luck. I can yeah. feel the stress already from you. I know. But they say that if you fail in reading it, it turns you mad. Super weird. It's shade. Well, you're already mad, so I don't, know the, I don't understand the difference. <gasps> Dude, I thought we were friends. Huzzah! Fun fact. Archmage Shalador. Mage's Guild. Always hungry for more knowledge. He traded his island. Yes, he had his own island. It was called Ivea. He traded it for the Folium Discognitum in the first era. Now, he regretted making this dark deal with Shia Gorath, and he tried valiantly to win back his island. He actually lost his wife in the process because he, he was so obsessed with it. The last of the Mage's Guild aided Shalador in his conquest, but was slowly driven mad by Sheagorath. When the time came to reclaim the island, the mad god gave an adept of the guild, that's you, <laughs> the choice to either restore Velast's sanity or allow him to remain in the Shivering Isles forever. Yeah. Okay. There is no one character in Elder Scrolls Online, or maybe even in, in the entire Elder Scrolls universe, that has more insanely corrupt charm than Shiagorath. Honestly, he is freaking hilarious and he loves cheese. <laughs> he does so in the Mage's things. Guild quest line, you, you get to run through a lot of stuff with Shao and be on the Shivering Isles. It is completely worth it if you haven't done it. It's a really, really cool quest line. Um, but this brings something up. And I, like I was saying, I don't know if you follow us on Twitter or not, but last night when I was going through, or a couple nights ago when I was going through putting this lore lesson together, I needed a picture of Shao for our website. Found some pictures of Shao, and then it dawned on me. Look at the similarities between Shea Gorath, the Daedric Prince, and Loremaster Lawrence Schick who recently left 
Elder Scrolls Online. I believe, my friends, they are one and the same. And I believe, my friends, that is the end of an era. And Loremaster Shick, Sheagorath, has returned to the Shivering Isles as Jigalak. That is my own personal thought about why he has departed us. Very trick, very tricky. The trickster, the mad god, the whole time was our lore master. I just, I just want to say, I, I just think he looks like him. That's about where my theory starts and stops. Yeah, I appreciate your support. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You did good. I really like it. I got that. all dramatic on it, too, because I'm, I am dead serious. Yeah, you look at both those, I mean, and I was like, <gasps> I mean, like, you're doing that thing when you get mad, and you're, and you're like, your nose starts to turn red and flare up real big. You know? It, no, that's just when I drink. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> but dude, I guess. I'm not kidding you. Go to our Twitter and look at the freaking picture. It's yeah. insane. It does look like How him. much they look alike. Yeah. Great so. Well, you did good, buddy. Yeah. You did real good. Thank you. You did thank real you, good. Thank you, thank you. you did real good. All right, everybody. Well, it is that time to wrap up the show. We thank you all so much for hanging out here with us. And uh, seriously, again, you're awesome. We we can't we can't say how much in words how much we appreciate you listening to the show and being a part of our community and just supporting us on social media. You're awesome. So, if you enjoyed the show, and we hope you did, for every five star review that we get here on the show. On iTunes, we give you a shout-out, and we got a couple here. The first one here is from Gregorio83 from the U.S. says, love the podcast. Helps my workday go by and also helps with my gameplay. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Uh, agreed. Wolf Eye Jack, uh, again, <gasps> from... He's a guildy! Yeah! From USA. Yay! Says, only found this podcast with the announcement of Elsewhere and was instantly pulled in. Their lore lessons are captivating, and their information really helps new players. But mostly, Jibs and Cash really portray the true spirit of ESO community. They made this usual, usually solo player want to branch out. My thanks to you and all the members of the Lore Seekers Guild for the warm welcome. Oh, man. I love our freaking community. I do, too. I really do. And we're just a couple nerds talking about a video game, and, well... Jibs is a nerd. I'm the cooler one. But we're just talking about a video game, and it just... Okay, I won't make it long-winded. I just love you guys. I love you long time. Yep. Long, long time. Jibs says I'm long-winded. I don't want to be long-winded. You're not long-winded. You just are long-winded. I just want to be like... I don't have any friends. (laughs) Uh, You can call us at 765-382-6961. Leave us your voicemails, and when the mail courier comes back... Leave us some voicemails. We're going to play them here live on the show. You can email us, lordsecretspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, Cash, we have an ever-growing community. Why don't you tell them about it? Yes, we do. Um, and as a matter of fact, we are getting a lot more really, really cool people. We've had a pretty good spurt of um, applications coming in. And the one thing that I'm noticing, too, is that we're getting people of all ranges. Brand new players asking for help, and they are definitely helped. And veteran players. So we're running the full gamut now of uh, beginner dungeons and helping out new players all the way to um, building teams for like vet trials and such, which is really cool to have that wide range. There's a lot of experience in our guild and Jibs and I learn all the time from our folks. So if you are at any point 
anywhere within that realm and you're looking for a guild of friendly people, a safe place to come game, zero judgment, we just want to help you, come join us. Loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. You'll download uh, Discord if you already have it. You can join our Discord server via the link and then type forward slash apply in the apply to guild channel. And we will take a look at your application and then get you in. Now we do also have a PS4 guild, uh, North America, and an Xbox guild, North America. And they run separately. They have their own guild leadership and they're also fantastic and they're doing very, very well. And hopefully in the future, we'll have enough EU players to launch um, on EU platforms. Yep. There you go. We're waiting. Just wait. Just wait. Just waiting. We're looking. We are looking. All right. Well, you can find this show wherever podcasts are available. This includes Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Um, I use Podcast Addict for the most part, to be quite honest, on Android. So good app. But uh, anyway, wherever we're at, wherever it's our free where we're at after you're done listening to this show be sure you take a look for uh, some other ESO podcasts and uh, you know what the family is growing we've got a new show that released uh, last Tuesday Elder Scrolls Lorecast you can check them out then we got Tennis Podcast Tales of Tamriel Elder Scrolls Off the Record Sons of Sithis uh, shout out to Bron Solo and uh, Ridden in Uncertainty so check those out you can follow us on Twitter myself at JibsIRL Cash at Loreseeker Cash with a K and most importantly, the show at Laura Seekers Cast. Uh, Instagram. That's a thing. Yeah. We're on Instagram and it's actually pretty fun. Um, follow us on Instagram at Laura Seekers. We try and do like new and informative and fun posts. And the other thing is if you have not caught us on YouTube, please go to YouTube and just check out some of our video content, which is going to be getting more plentiful as we do more from the hearth broadcasts. Um, slash videos slash cooking right yeah sweet I dig it well everyone we hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, next Tuesday remember mark it on your calendars put it in your phones right now tell Siri tell Alexa to make a note Tuesday February 26th the 8pm EST twitch.tv slash podcast. come out show your support I want to see you here It would mean the world. If you can make it, make it. Dilly dilly. Have a great week. I took Cash's line. I'm not angry about it. Have a great week. (laughs) I can't have a great week. Stole my line.